Welcome to Scuba Obsessed, episode 16. Hard to believe it's another week already. This week in the news, we have distressed scuba divers saved by a helicopter, plants sink for sinking warship, divers retrieve trash, golf ball stash found in east found east of Napanee, and ocean blue on the iPad. Hello, Jim. How are you this week? I'm doing great, Darren. How are you? Hey, I am ready. It's Thursday. Uh, ready. I'm glad it's Thursday. I am ready. I am ready for the weekend. Yes. It's, uh, you know, the week The week uh, sure seems to be dragging on uh, on along here. For, for me, it's whipping by, but it has been meeting after meeting after meeting. And uh, it wouldn't be so bad, but while I'm in those meetings, nobody's doing what I have to do to make a living. So it just means for some awful long days. So it's definitely a great time to get together and talk about some scuba diving absolutely that's uh you know i i've looked forward to this all day uh you just can't beat it but don't, well i guess we could beat it and we could actually be doing diving we're gonna have to do an episode underwater one of these days <laughs> uh okay uh but i would <laughs> rather use uh like cordless devices rather than anything we plug into the wall first of all oh, i was thinking 220 or something you know no way. <laughs> It'd be enough to light your fire. I'm sure it would do it. It certainly would. Uh, actually, speaking of uh, doing a show while diving, we have a chamber dive coming up here. Not you know, long. that's that's right. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. Not kind of looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be a totally new experience for me. So you think you're going to have that uh, video camera all ready to go underneath? Um. You know, I don't know. I haven't done anything with that, uh, with the uh, El Cheapo, um housing for the video camera. I, th- I think that would be fun to have it. So I guess that, that gives me a target date to get it done. Yeah, because if it's, uh, I mean, that'd be a good pressure test. Uh, you could, he, I wonder, you know, yeah. should, we, should we bring a bucket of water in with it? Because, I mean, how are you going to know if it leaks? I mean, I guess it would if the air sucks in. I don't know. I, I've never had anything completely fail under pressure, but I, I can't imagine you'd want it right next to you if it's going <laughs> to... You don't want it right next to your head. <laughs> implode, do you? Yeah, well, uh, I don't think... Oh, you never know. A famous last words. It should should be fine. Hey, everybody, watch this. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah. That's all bad right there. Oh, so uh, but I'd like to thank everybody for coming and listening to the program this week. Uh, as always, you can visit us on our website at scubaobsessed.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook fan page. You can jump on there and search for Scuba Obsessed. Uh, we have a lot of good trinkets and tidbits and things to see on there. And we even had some activity in the forums this last few weeks. So go ahead and jump in there. Uh, we'll get to, let's get the news out of the way. Uh, you know, last week seemed to be a heavy news week. This one was rushed. Maybe it was just me, but uh, we'll jump into it. So the first... Story is distressed scuba diver saved by a helicopter, and you're going to be a little bit of a disadvantage because I think I found this one after you uh, saw the. Uh, I don't think that was in my email. Did I forward it on? Uh oh. Nope. Nope. I didn't. I'm going on blindly. Going on blindly. This is at the KTVU website. As always, we'll have the links to these articles in the show notes. But there was a distressed scuba diver was saved by a helicopter. 
The 23-year-old diver was rescued from the waters off coast of unincorporated Sonoma County near Sea Ranch Saturday afternoon. Uh, the, the county sheriff's office was called out to the waters near Land's End. Now, Land's End, is that where they name the clothing after Land's End? Sonoma? It sounds, <laughs> you know, it sounds like a wine and clothing it, commercial. It does. It, it exactly does. So waters near Land's End close because of scuba divers in distress. The authorities had responded to the area, and they saw a diver, a 23-year-old Fairfax man, who had self-inflated his personal flotation vests after becoming distressed. Now, I don't know if they mean self-inflated, you know, he manually inflated it or just had inflated it. So, Dyer was about 150 yards offshore and he was too tired to reach the shore. And I have to admit, there's been times where I've wondered <laughs> if that would happen to me, except I think my distance would be about 15 yards from well, shore. I, I don't think the Coasties are going to launch a, a, a helicopter to extract us from Pawpaw. It's no, just I, not going to happen. Well, you know, I think they're going to show up, but then they'll just mock us. <laughs> Throw things at Throw us. Things. <laughs> Oranges, <laughs> fermented fruit, uh, just huh? pitch that out at us. But, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, and I can understand it. I mean, this, you know, you figure this has got to be embarrassing and it's just a good thing to remember to dive within your bounds. Uh, make sure that uh, you have a plan for getting in and out. Uh, know the area where you're at. And then the one thing that you can read between the lines here is it was a solo diver. So he was diving by himself. You know, maybe if he had a buddy, it, it, I mean, luckily he, uh, this diver survived and was rescued, but, uh, you know, it could have been much worse. Uh, he was taken up uh, by the helicopter by a hundred foot line and returned safe, safety to shore, safely to shore safety. Wow. It's going to be one of those nights I can tell already. (laughs) tongue-tied from the onset yeah well see I've, I've already got all these articles found but then i'm do i'm going back to my list and just opening them up anyway so i'm i'm probably going to kill this pc as i do that so uh the next article is uh the federal officials sink warship reef plans this is a follow-up story to when we reported on last week uh there was a proposal to sink a former canadian warship in West Vancouver's Howe Sound, and it appears to have been sunk by the Federal Department of Fisheries and Oceans. Uh, the Artificial Reef Society of British Columbia wanted to sink the HMCS Annapolis. Now, I don't remember it being HMCS last week. I thought it was HSS or something. So, But HM, Her Majesty's CS, I guess. HMCS Annapolis in the Hulkett Bay Provincial Park for Scuba Divers to Use. In a preliminary assessment, federal officials. Oh my goodness, federal officials on a roll. I am. I'm going for record. Federal officials torpedoed the plan because the 113 meter long vessel would, in quote marks, cover and destroy 1,470 square meters of special seabed. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. You know. You know, that sounds like, oh my gosh, I want to get reelected and I don't know which way this is going to go. So we're going to bury this because eight people in a dive club don't equal to a bunch of old crotchety people on the island. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, you're kind of looking at it kind of uh, from. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm aren't I'm, you? Well, of course, we're from. We're divers, but I know. But you know it, what is weird about it is cover and destroy. That doesn't sound really uh, technical, and neither does the description special seabed. Um, you know, there's. I've heard of things being held up because of a, a protected or an endangered species, or, or you know this that or the other but special seabed um well they you found... would think they would be able to come up with a better reason than that oh, right i mean I, and this is just uh this is this just rings of politics uh you know in most cases they're encouraging putting these these vessels out as artificial reefs uh they help protect some erosion uh they create a little bit of local economy people going out to dive but uh, you know, you know, we're, we're not voting members and in, in, uh, residents in Canada, so we really don't have a say here. But right. uh, it it just kind of sounds odd to me. But uh, you know, and it says preliminary assessment, so you know, we'll, we'll have to see. And and I'm sure there's a lot of money spent up to that point. But our offer still stands. If the Canadian government needs somebody to take that warship off their hands. Uh, I, I'd definitely be interested in taking a look at how that could happen. Could you? I couldn't put it in my backyard. I can't go there. I don't think I got a boat trailer big enough. But I think I could come up with a couple spots where uh, sinking one of those wouldn't be too bad. Well, you know, the other places that are doing it, um, Florida in particular, you know, they show no signs of stopping. Um, and I'm sure that there's, uh, it's not because they want divers to be happy. I think that they see the uh, the economic stimulus that comes from people coming in, having a dive destination and spending money um, to visit these places. Um, so, why you would not want to do that, take advantage and and uh, do that is, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I I think this is. I, I would love to see this. I, you know, I'd love to head up there and see it when they got it done. So. But again, it's uh, up to their, you know, local residents to make the determination of whether something like that happens, along with the government and the laws. So, you know, maybe right, the systems exactly. maybe the systems working the way it should be. But I'm definitely going to come on the side of uh, uh, scuba divers in this activity. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll we'll keep our eyes out. I, I kind of think this is the last we'll hear of it for a while, but it could come back. Uh, plus, if they've already got that, I don't know how far they got that that ship converted if they've got it going you know it's going to find a home somewhere just might not be that spot oh yeah uh you know once they find backers to to commit to cleaning it and prepping it somebody will make a home for it our next story is divers retrieve trash from the bottom of bar harbor maine and Bar Harbor this is one of those words that we always like to try and say like we actually had a main accent I, I should have had uh uh, my uncle on uh, from Maine and and have him come and do an accent. I could have my mom do it, but uh, do some sound clips. Yeah, sound clips. Uh, she she's she she insists she no longer has her Maine accent. But uh, if you get her at the right moment, you know, trick her into saying something that it will come on out. Uh, but these divers are retrieving trash. A group of marine scuba divers is doing its part for the upcoming Earth Day by retrieving debris from the bottom of Bar Harbor. Uh, eight divers on Sunday piled up, pulled up a computer, a toaster, an American flag. In addition to lost fishing gear and other items, the group uses a tongue-in-cheek name, 
is my favorite part. The League of Underwater Superheroes. Hello, citizens. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think they need to have their wetsuits painted in appropriate designs. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we did we did a story about those those early on, didn't we? Uh, uh, the Star Rudy, Trek dive yeah, suits. The and Rudenberry <laughs> Dive Club and the suits. Yeah. yeah we, we certainly did. But uh, I, I think, I mean, I could, I could see it. Like, you'd have to, to join the club, you'd have to pick a superhero and dress up like him. I like that idea. So, yeah. Uh, with the know, people that we dive with, who would you picture as, as which uh, superhero? Oh, gosh. I, I was never much into the superheroes, but let me let me think about it. So uh, We'll have to come back to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. That'll be a homework <laughs> assignment. You know, maybe we'll have to, uh, you know, I, think, I, I think that might even be a Photoshop assignment. We'll, uh, maybe we'll have an alternate page in the Mud Club website where we'll take everybody's dive pictures and then I'll superimpose them with superhero pictures. Right. See if they, they catch on. You know, that will, we'll find out if anybody's coming out to the website. So, ah, I like that idea. I'll have to come up with our own uh, you know, uh, spin on this. So uh, uh, one, one of the divers said that the annual effort scratches the surface. He says his group could continue to effort every weekend and still find plenty of items to retrieve. And that's 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 true. Unfortunately, that there's just anything underwater tends to be a dumping ground and out of sight, out of mind, and it goes down. And you know, we don't like to see trash down there. We do enjoy picking through it sometimes. Well, we call it grubbing. Grubbing, and we'll we'll talk about grubbing up here in in a bit when we talk about our last week's dives. Uh, speaking of uh, of grubbing. Uh, I, I thought this next article was appropriate, especially considering our dive club motto that it's not an official dive until you find a golf ball. You know, that's the exact same thing I thought of. So exactly. There's, there's a golf ball stash found east of Napanee. It says two Quebec men have been charged with stealing submerged golf balls at a course east of Napanee. And when I first saw this Napanee, uh, we have Napanee over in Illinois. And I thought that's what they're talking about. But this is uh, must be up in Canada if they're Quebec men. Or they drove an awful long way. <laughs> right. And uh, it, it's funny because that's the exact same thing I did. Uh, it's not an official dive until you find a golf ball. And, so, man, this guy was diving. Yep. I, I, I'm thinking, and, and we, have, we have Mac in our chat room, so I think we're going to have to have Mac give a ruling of could you bank these balls? You know, could, can you save them up? And have it count to a future dive. The loyalist OPP came across two men scuba diving in the water hazards of Camden Bray's golf course, collecting the golf balls. They're found to have over 5,000 balls from, a, from various areas. It appears the men may have had permission to retrieve some galls from a list of golf courses in other areas. However, Camden Bray's golf course owner confirmed the police that the man did not have permission to collect any golf balls from his business. Uh, they were arrested and charged uh, with theft of under five thousand dollars. So yeah, so I'm just I'm just thinking. I, I was thinking, gosh, you know, you could, uh, you know, you know, collect those, collect those, and then you'd like have a you'd have a surplus or a bank built up. So whenever we had a dive that wasn't official, you know, would you call that like a mulligan? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. You could do it. This would be just like cellular cellular minutes. Sailor minutes, so like like a like rollover minutes, right? Have, That's have, what I'm saying. Yeah, rollover balls. That way, if you have a you know got a dry run, you know 
you, you can use last uh, last dives. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm going to keep it clean because we could really take this one in the gutter awful fast. Uh, but uh, so so that happened. So in a, in our tradition of finding criminals scuba related, and uh, you know, I, I you can see the temptation. You know, the, I understand these guys can do quite well with golf balls. I've seen them in a couple of the magazines. They're actually recruiting for recreational divers to go out and get golf balls. I, I, I've been tempted, and maybe I would do it just to try it once. But that just you know, I what I enjoy is being able to go out, and it seems like that would make it a job. If you felt well, like, I think these this guy's got it all figured out though. This has got the you know there's a risk versus reward thing. He's got you know he's got a little bit of risk. He's got the you know the excitement the, um, you know so, not a bad deal. Uh, we Hello? got yeah we got feedback from the chat room uh, on our idea of the league of mud clubbers in, in uniforms, and he said payback can be hell. So yeah. Uh, we, we know it can be. Uh, and then the last article is on the iPad. I just happened to bump into this one, and it's really not a full-blown article, but because I've had the iPad and I'm trying to figure a uh, scuba angle onto it, they actually have a scuba, I don't even think I call it a scuba game. It's, it's an application called Ocean Blue. So it's the first application on the iPad uh, that they claim is underwater related. And, you know, I, I went and looked at the, the application, and the application is nine ninety nine, which, you know, to me seems expensive. You know, applications on the iPhone, uh, you can pick them up for $0.99 cents and maybe one ninety nine. A lot of companies are, are labeling these applications on the iPad HD, and then they're charging like 8 bucks for them, which... I think it's a little much, maybe just because it's new, the reason right. that they're charging that much for them. But $9.99 seems much. And really what it is, it's, a, it's essentially it's a fancy screensaver. You know, it's in a, a game category, but it's not really a game. Uh, it has a couple 360 shots that you could pan around with. And I went through the I, iTunes reviews on it, and it seemed to be split right down the middle. There was as many five-star reviews as there's one-star reviews. And the thing with five-star reviews is, you know, the first three or four are normally plants. Uh, you know, it's the, you know, a, a creative developer is going to encourage people to get that in because you have to have more reviews to get that going. And a, what, what I like to do is look at the very worst and the very best and a couple in between. And the very best reviews were that, you know, it's awesome and everything about it. So you just kind of go, okay, I got that. Went to the the worst, and all the worst reviews said that the graphics were amazing. It just it didn't have enough in it for the nine ninety nine. There's like two scenes and like five creatures that that would you could swim with, or not yeah you can swim with, but that were swimming around the screen. Uh, and they said you know maybe if they add more, which I guess the developers are promising to add more. Uh, but I'll, we'll post a link to it in the show notes. Uh, you can search in iTunes on Ocean Blue. If you have an iPad and it comes up, so wonder if it's a, a trend or something. Well, I, there there's going to be a ton of uh, things that come out on the market for it, um, but uh, I'm really going to be uh, interested to see how useful applications come out. It's an amazing piece of equipment. Well, the, the applications are are 
coming out there. Uh, I see a lot of them. I, I haven't. Have you seen one yet? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, they're they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And Apple just did something that nobody else had done. I mean, there's nothing inherently special about it. It's just it's it's done right, or about as right, I think, as you can get right now. Other than Apple did it. <laughs> yeah, you know the whole the whole uh, Apple Mafia thing. Yeah, I, I just don't like the that lockdown environment, but uh, it's good, and I've been playing around with mine here for a while, and uh, I'm still waiting for that pressure case and some good scuba programs on. So we'll keep an eye out there in the App Store. Speaking of iTunes in the App Store, uh, why don't you take some time and head off to iTunes? Look up Scuba Obsessed if you're not subscribing. Please subscribe. If you are subscribing, we would love to have some five-star reviews. Uh, we'll mention you on the show. Hope you know, put something interesting and witty in there, and we'll definitely talk about it. So, uh, again, jump in there in the iTunes store. Uh, and speaking of iTunes, we had ringtones. So we did uh, a couple. We've got two ringtones already out there. It seems like I'm on a pace to do about one ringtone a week. So uh, I'm not going to play the first two ringtones. We did that. If you want to hear what those sound like, go out to the website, uh, look up uh, the ringtones, and you can see them there. Or you can download a couple of our past episodes. I think I played the last two last week and the week before we had the other one. So you, you ready for this one? Um, I think so. Come on, computer, wake up. Here we go. <laughs> Now, did you hear that one? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have to use a magic or radio. I inserted that one right into the audio stream. So That was for my benefit. I had a hard time figuring out how uh, something could be post-edited in. Um, but I understand it works now. It works. So you're actually saying you have listened to an episode of Scuba Obsessed. I have. See. I have. You know, I didn't feel that I should, you know, not listen to it after being involved. Like yeah. a some superstar, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I'll tell you one thing that I've uh, started doing uh, a couple of weeks ago with my BlackBerry. I'm I revolt against the Apple conglomerate, but um, is a new, not a new program, but it's called Pod Trapper. Uh-huh. Um, for for the longest time, Blackberries were hey, it wasn't an easy process to get podcasts. It was uh, couldn't be automatic or whatever. Um, but Pod Trapper makes it really easy. So if anybody's got any Blackberries out there and you, you haven't gotten into listening to Pod Trapper while you're on the train or bus or driving in your car, um, that makes it so easy to do. And uh, you can download, just run a uh, search for Pod Trapper and you can find it. Makes it easy. And I enjoy listening uh, on my way to and from work every day. So so you're actually subscribing now? So it like comes uh, into your Blackberry? Yeah. Wow. Yep. yep. I'll, have to, I'll have to take a look at that. I, I've got the, the dreaded iPhone, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it's for work, you know, so that way I don't have to admit to actually enjoying well, it. What does it make you inherently evil to own an Apple? Not inherently evil, just moderately evil. or Right. <laughs> just just a wee bit. Just a wee but... bit. Well, also, I, you know, I'm, I've always kind of been the anti-trend. If anybody has a trend, you know, if it's fashionable, I don't want it. So, right. 
<sighs> but, uh, you know, you just have to say it does have a nice experience. I'm actually holding out for the new iPhone. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm planning. I'm, June's my next period or window where I'll be looking at replacing my, my mobile device. So, uh, knowing that we we won't have one that works underwater or at least cellular coverage underwater, um, you know, I'll have to use other criteria determining what kind of telephone device I should have. Right. Well, you're going to have to get one that you can uh, you can take underwater. So hold out. Yep. And we've actually through Twitter had a few requests for some ringtones. So we've got three in the bank right now. And I'll be making another one this week. Sometime this weekend, we'll go ahead and release it. So, you know, watch. I'll announce it on Twitter or our fan book page. Uh, but uh, it's the the next one has been a request for a dolphin. So what I'm going to do is run by some of these dolphin sounds. Uh, I, I have the dolphin sound in my mind, and none of them are this. So, but I'll just kind of tease it. So here's the the first one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I can up the volume and and do stuff with it, but that just it's not quite it. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that one only because I think you get stares if you're in a nice meeting. I just picture a bunch of people in corporate suits and, and having that one. You know, if and that then, one went off next to my bed in the middle of the night, <laughs> I think it would bother me. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that, you know, it, it sounds like... You know, like maybe somebody had a little bit of toxic lunch leaking or something. Mm, yeah. So, you know, uh, excuse me, didn't, didn't mean for that to happen. So, yeah. And then. And then here's the last one. Yeah. See, none of those are quite it. So I'm going to do some more hunting around. I haven't quite found the sound, but it will be a dolphin ringtone, and then maybe we'll do something with the whales. Uh, so if you got more ringtone ideas, keep them coming. We'll go ahead and, uh, you know, it, it's actually been kind of fun making these up. Uh, that last one, I, I had it sitting on the counter in the kitchen with that uh, dive horn went off and <laughs> you don't mistake it. You know, I, I instantly know what it is. So I'm actually putting it, I'm thinking, you know, you know, when the mother-in-law calls, that the horn goes off. and I think that's a good idea. Yep. And my mother-in-law's got a good sense of humor, so yeah, I, 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 I think I might do that just for that reason. You're safe. <sighs> At least I think I'm safe. Foolish or safe. So There's really no difference, is there? Not really. Pretty fine line. Not really. So uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and talk about we we actually had a dive this last weekend. Uh, yes. You and I had, had dove together. It seems like we had been diving different times, different locations. So we got everybody together. Uh, we went to Papa Lake Elony Bay, a uh, spot we've been to many times before, and uh, it was you, myself, Mac, Kirk. Uh, Josh, and that was uh, the location of Josh's last dive of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was when he decided that, that it uh, it was cold enough for him to not want to get back in the water until spring. So it's finally here. Yeah, and, and uh, that was that that was probably the before we started doing our uh, winter dive prep, wasn't it? Yeah, it it sure was. We 
at that point it was still uh, fall and you know the air was fairly uh, fairly warm. I don't remember how cold the water was. I should have looked at my at my log and got a feel for it. But it was you know it was chilly, but yeah. it, it was no colder than it was last weekend for us. No, no, I think we're we're on, we're definitely on the warming trend of uh, of things going on now. So uh, right. So it was it was nice. Uh, you know, Viz, I think Viz from here on out is going to start gradually getting worse. Uh, kind of the unfortunate side effect of getting warmer and sunnier. Right, right. And it was, uh, what'd you call it? I called it about five feet, best case scenario. Uh, what was five feet? The visibility. Oh, Viz, Viz. Yeah, I would say five feet close to shore. Uh, you know, maybe three feet in it. Now it wasn't anywhere near, uh, that, that run in the river we did earlier in the year where it was just a, a nightmare. <laughs> that was, um, inches. Yeah, that was literally inches and we had much better viz this time. So, uh, we, uh, we went out and, uh, practiced some navigation. I'm discovering that the compass on my gauge tends to stick a little bit. Uh, and it's, it's probably, I'll, I'll mark up the diver error. I think as I, as with many things, I find the, the more I use it, the, uh, the better I get, but mine's in a cluster with my dive computer and my pressure gauge. So, um, you know, maybe I'm just not holding it flat enough. You know, it's cause it's gotta be level. If you kind of have it angled up, it seems to kind of catch and not turn smoothly. So uh, I, I was actually doing the navigating this time underwater, and I took my sights as I went down, and uh, we we got out. Then about the time I, I was running out, out of air, or not out of air, but you know, kind of my halfway point, uh, I was I had started the slip of my navigation, and was coming around. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come around. Uh, uh, my dive partner and I need to work a little bit in the signal, so I probably should have done as told him we were coming around, but. Uh, you know, something something to improve on for next time. Uh, I, I let's see what I find. I found uh, a, a full can of Coke, which I stuck in my BC pocket, which fell out. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's nothing like picking up trash and then just redistributing it. It'll just so it'll would, be on the surface for next time. Would you have drank it? You know, I don't know. Probably on a dare. I think I would have. I mean, it had to have been fairly recent. I mean. I don't know. I mean, it'd be an interesting to take out. It didn't look, it looked pretty shiny. So I, so I had that, uh, can of Coke. Uh, I had a, a globe from a hurricane lamp or not a globe or a chimney. I guess chimney is the correct term. Uh, yes. Had, chimney it, is the correct term. I believe it had a uh, crack at the back. So if I look at it, which is how I'll display it on my shelf, it looks like a nice piece. Uh, but then you see the hole in the back, but, uh, that had, uh, I'm going to guess that was probably, late 1800s, early 1900s uh, for that one. And then we found, I didn't bring it up, but there's a, some expanded metal wire on the bottom. Uh, this is something like you'd use for uh, like a screening, like you had something that you didn't really want to get through. And as I you know, pushed around it on one side, I pulled up a bone. It looked like some sort of pelvic bone. And it had kind of... Um. A from funny... uh, what? Well, you know, I don't know. I haven't had it forensically 
things. I'm I'm hoping that it's that it's uh, beef. It was cut kind of like a soup bone, you know. So okay, it had been okay. cut in a bandsaw. So either somebody is really twisted, and they they you know pot, axed off their relative and then put them in a metal mesh. Oh, it's starting to sound possible now. The reason why <laughs> the reason why I don't think it was a human body is. You know, of all your spots in Pawpaw Lake, are you going to put a body in 20 feet of water when you can go put it out in the middle in 60 feet of water? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I, I saw it. I, I believe it's uh, probably from a cow. Yeah. Um, and when I found it, but it's interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Well, and I've got a, I've got some other bones that we've we found. So maybe if I save enough bones long enough, I'll be able to build a cow. You might be from spare You might parts, be able to. You know, and then and then on a lightning night, I could reanimate it. So, oh, that's the other episode, that other show. Yes. Yep. Uh, Coming up in October. Yep, October. So, uh, yeah, that's that's about all I saw. The, I did see a fish kind of out in the distance. Uh, I just kind of saw the tail, but it was a uh, you know, uh, let's say I would say it was about twelve feet long. So when I factor in for exaggeration, maybe six to eight inches. Right, right. That's about how it works. Yeah, that's... exactly. So that's a you know little, little account for shrinkage because it was cold water. Right, right. We can't convert to the metric system for no. everybody over there on the other side, but we we know what size a fish is. See, that was uh, maybe thirty, you know, thirty three centimeters, maybe somewhere around there. Uh, sounds yeah, right. Maybe thirty three, maybe twenty two, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's give or take a couple dozen centimeters. So uh, what did you see down there? Um, you know, we had it was uh, we had a good time. We we went in, and uh, I've got a natural tendency to go left. So while we had planned on heading east, um, we slowly kept working north. <laughs> and my son and I we went and we headed straight for the middle of the bay. And uh, I was hoping to see some fish as we got a little bit deeper, or a turtle or something. But all I came across was was some holes in the in the silt in the bottom and some tracks going away. So whatever was there um, got out of the way well before we could see them. Again, visibility I think was about five feet where we were at. Um, and and uh, it was a we would stop and grub for a little bit, you know, kind of run our hands through the silt and see if there was anything down there. And my son found a, a rope. And we followed it back, and it was attached to two anchors. And uh, this was my exciting part of the the dive. Uh, I had brought my uh, surface marker buoy um, to use as a possible lifting aid in case I had found an anchor. Because I I knew that they were out there, not these particular anchors. But I'm trying to unclip, and I learned a lot of lessons in just this little challenge. I tried to unclip my marker buoy and I had my five mil five finger gloves on and it wasn't going so well uh, it has a little plastic clip that would be fine if I was down somewhere warm where I maybe had a, a pair of reef gloves on or something like that but it was it was doggone hard to unclip it so uh, do you ever find that you've got that problem manipulating things with your gloves on I do but I I find I I'm getting better at it uh, the one that I had a problem with the, the week before when we were at Lake 16 in 
I, I had my dive camera clipped off, which is a good idea. And it was in my pocket. So there's a clip in one of my BC pockets. Well, you know, unless I can contortion and put my head right to my thigh, right. I wouldn't be able to take a picture. So I right. reach and I, and I, that's how I tie off my dive lights. If it's a really sunny day and I don't need a dive light, I have it in the BC clipped off so they don't go anywhere. But I just could not. I mean, I did everything. And that was, I've got, the, I still diving with the three finger gloves. I tried everything. And then just as about the time I'm to call it, I was able to unclick, clip it and get out. So I definitely know what you're going through of trying to get that. Right. So I fight that and it's already from, from the grubbing action, the five feet that we had before is gone. So we're, we're now communicating through touch, uh, my son and I, and, uh, we've got zero visibility. Um, I know that they're anchors. He, he wasn't quite sure yet, but, uh, so I pull out the, the marker buoy and I tie, tie a knot in the anchor line, tie it to my marker buoy. And, uh, I start to inflate the, the, uh, marker and, uh, it starts to, starts to inflate and rise a little bit and I give it a couple of shakes and all of a sudden they take off um, for the surface uh, you know and in thinking about it, it right at that instant I, I realized that this probably wasn't the best plan for a couple of reasons number one uh, my marker buoy has got a, a dump valve in it that's that's true enough but the dump valve is at the bottom um, so the going up there's no slowing it down oh. <laughs> and, and number two is somebody lost that anchor off of their boat because they couldn't tie a knot but i'm trusting that knot that guy's not to hold these anchors so oh. <laughs> you know we, we skedaddle out of the way from from underneath and uh, make a slow ascent and take a look and you know they're suspended good and i double checked the knot that i tied that i couldn't see and it was okay and it held so uh we just kind of lashed it to our our dive flag um and then went back down again and looked looked around we ended up finding three anchors um <laughs> last week <laughs> we brought them all back so um, but how- other than What's that? How many anchors have we pulled out of this bay? And, and when we say bay, this is not like Hudson Bay. You know, it's not like nautical miles. This yeah, there's maybe, no grand grand scheme here. It's, a, it's an inland maybe, lake. Yeah, it's maybe this is this little bay or this lake is probably maybe 16 acres. I'd say uh, 16, yeah. 20 acres maybe. Yeah, yeah, the bay section that we're diving in right now. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not a huge space, but you got to figure. Uh, I guess there used to be a dock there. You know, out in the middle, uh, kind of a public access dock. And uh, if I remember correctly, and Don Mac in the chat room will probably correct us, but I think there was even a pavilion there years ago. So you figure all those boats that had anchored and tied up over the years. But, you know, between you and me, homemade anchors and commercial anchors, it just less than three or four dives we've pulled up seven eight anchors yeah i would say that's pretty close and uh, and there's anchors you know, that i'm not that i'm not pulling up anymore the if it's a concrete right. block with a rope yeah, tied to no. it, they're yeah. safe. <laughs> we found a couple of those and decided it wasn't worth it this time around exactly 
Um, so anyway, what I learned from that is I've got I've got some new skills that I need to work on. Uh, I've already replaced that plastic clip um, on my marker buoy uh, with uh, a larger snap that I can manipulate with my gloves on, and I've tried it, so I'm I'm happy with that. Um, but I do need to get a lift bag for things like this um, that I can more safely uh, lift. And we were talking, what did they weigh? 10, 12 pounds combined for the two. Oh, combined, yeah. That would, that would have been yeah, that. something like that at the most. But, you know, um, if I'm going to learn to do this, I'd better learn to do it the right way with small weights before I try and do it with anything bigger. Um, but it was it was neat, and it showed me just how important uh, paying attention to every detail is rather than just, uh, you know, trying to get the, the end result that you want, which we got. But next time I'll go at it a little differently. And that one, I, I thought those anchors were cool. You had uh, one was a fairly normal. Was it like a mushroom anchor? Is that what they call those? Yeah, that's just a, a regular old mushroom anchor that was uh, essentially a dead weight that is thrown over into into stop the boat essentially. And it looks literally like a mushroom. Yep. So that that one, you know, fairly normal, but the other one looked like some sort of grappling hook out of the, like some medieval siege movie. Yeah, this the one had uh it was it did. It looked like a grappling hook when it was expanded. It was a foldable anchor anchor and it had four tines that would come out and you could lock them in so that they were along the shaft or you could unlock it and they would fold out. And uh you could lock them out. And it's real. It's one that I'm going to hang on to for uh, for personal use, you know. And uh, there was that one. There was the grappling hook style anchor. Oh, and there was another. Uh, it was a. Uh, I think they used to call them a Danforth, but you can't say Danforth because that's a patented name or trademark or something like that. So we'll say Danforth style anchor. Ah. So, uh, but yeah, that I, I thought that was a cool looking anchor, and I'm thinking, well, that's got to be. Forty fifty dollar anchor, and, and then and then after <laughs> so the you dive, would think <laughs> so you would think, and then when you go to the to the uh, our our local dive shop slash boat store and popped in there for a moment, uh, would that end up being about fourteen bucks? Yeah, maybe <laughs> a couple of them I looked at. You know, it sure seems like they should be more when you find them. When you go to buy them, I'd like them to be less. But if I found them. I'd like them to be worth more money. Exactly. So, but that was neat. And then uh, I think Mac had one of the best finds of all, which was my uh, bait basket and snorkel <laughs> I'd lost the year before out there. Davy Jones gave up your uh, the sacrifice you gave him last year, didn't he? Yeah, I was. Uh, that happened on the surface, and it was right in the beginning of the dive. Uh, I it was we were over our head, so it had to have been a little bit out, maybe. 15, 20 feet from shore, but, uh, you know, my, my BC was inflated and I was, you know, messing around with something, uh, maybe trying to clip something off or unclip something off. And I had that bait basket in my arm and I was going to use that to, to collect some, you know, trinkets along the bottom. It's kind of nice cause you can, you know, it, it, it collapses so it can take up a little space when you find something you can drop it in. So, and that was a find that we found earlier in the year last year and my snorkel I just got tired of catching it on top of my head, you know, just so you know, I, I still was was following the patty book. You know, you have to have a snorkel with you. So I had that right. in that basket 
and I just I watched it go to the bottom, and then I figured out I finished whatever I did in the surface, and I went down after it and couldn't find it. The weeds were so thick. Of course, uh, Mac, the master grubber he is, uh, found it this time. Now there's one last item I've still lost there in that Elony Bay, and that's a dive mask. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to go back uh, some other time again and see if we can find that. That that one I'm not. I have no idea where it is. It's got to be in that same general area. But those weeds are just something else. Uh, and then Mac found I think a little. Uh, he found a scoop, uh, kind of a uh, not galvanized. What I want to say, enameled, old enameled scoop like you'd you dip water out of a bucket. Yeah, and he says he found a couple of uh, pots, um, old enamel pots, which, uh, you know, are kind of neat. I don't think he brought those up. No, but he set them on the surface. He likes to mock us that way, put the stuff on the surface so that, you know, next time when we come, we can we can see them. You know what that is, though. That's, you know, back in the old days, people, they would uh, uh, mark their territory by putting the heads of their enemies up on uh, oh. pole arms. <laughs> That's he's marking his territory. He doesn't want us in there. Um, ah. So I think that's what's going on. So, but that was a that was a that was a nice dive. Uh, let's see what do we do. We the max depth we hit was uh, what looked like you said you had a few spots where you got to twenty eight. Yeah, we did. It was it was a, a whopping twenty eight feet. Um, no, we were out in the middle. We we intentionally went out towards the middle, so that's kind of where it was. Yeah, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't pulled up the profile of my dive computer. <laughs> I brought it in so I could pull it up, and that was Sunday, and I still haven't done it. In fact, I'm trying to remember now if I even rinsed out my wetsuit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, if, if I haven't, it's probably able to walk on its own. own um, did you, uh, you didn't leave it in the scuba dive vehicle, did you? No, no, I've... Uh, well, it, well, you saw the scuba dive vehicle. My wife had the scuba dive. Oh vehicle. yeah, I had the she... car. So, yeah, it didn't. Yep. Yeah, so no, it, it's it's no longer in there. But I'm just, I honestly can't okay. remember if I if I did it or not. I'll, uh, if I can't remember, it probably means I didn't. So that's going to be a quick uh, project tomorrow. Hopefully, get it dry enough for Sunday. Ah, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's a funny story about, you were saying that, um, I think it was last season, you hung up your wetsuit in the basement, and it startled your wife when she went downstairs. Um, My wife kind of got me with mine. Um, It was raining. I had hung it on our back porch to dry, and uh, but it was going to rain. So she, you know, did the thoughtful thing and hung it in the garage. Well, I went out to work the next morning, and my hand, I go to flip on the light in the garage, and it hits the the wetsuit just as the light comes on to see a, a humanoid shape oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't drop my coffee but you know it got my heart going <laughs> so. so was it was it still kind of like a little wet feeling uh no it didn't oh i was gonna say you know because because then that would really get your mind racing yeah that would have another oh. would have been one of those things that bothered me i'm thinking of all some sorts of good uh halloween type of of jokes with one of these. Right. So, uh, yeah, so we had, you know, you said you had 28 feet. I don't think we made it that deep. I, th- I think we were probably in the 22 to 23 foot range, maybe max. Uh, water temperature you have is 46. I have to say I yep. agree with that. That's about what it felt like. 
it wasn't bad because we didn't go deep, so you didn't get compression of the wetsuit material. But uh, I was warm. I could have done another dive, actually. You uh, know, I could too if we if uh, if I had uh, filled up and reprimed, pouring warm water into the wetsuit and gloves and things like that. I'd have been I'd have been okay for that. And uh, again, that's a sure sign that dive season's here. Um, we're only limited by the air that we're carrying now. It's not uh, it's not the temperature of the water. It absolutely does. I'm I'm so ready. I, you know, do all this prep, do one dive. I, I really want to get some two, three, four, five dives dive days in. So, right. Uh, so that was last week, uh, L&E Bay. Uh, I think the next one we have to do is is hopefully have something where there's, you know, we'll, we'll kind of alt we maybe we can alternate and do grubbing on some weeks and. A wreck. So there's some talk of going down to Michigan City. Uh, there's some wrecks off of there. I'm not even sure what the wreck is or if it's even a named wreck. Do you know? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to try and look some of that up uh, and do that, uh, but I, I hadn't gotten around to it yet. I know there's a whole host of them uh, as you go around the bend of the lake, and then uh, there's only more and more as you get closer to Chicago. So that will be a, a nice one. Uh, get the boat out. Bob's not back, so he won't be driving the boat. But Kurt, I think, is planning on taking it out. So the target for that is Sunday. So it might be a Sunday early afternoon dive. Uh, and then if the lake is too rough, then I think it sounds like we have a, a fallback plan of Lake 16 again. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get up there. Uh, I haven't been up there except for underneath the ice, and um, I'd like to be able to venture out a little bit and see what all is there. Maybe I'll find a camera. Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to find a camera. I'm betting there's been enough divers there by now that they found that camera if it's there. So if you happen to have found a camera, (laughs) and I I learned a lot, you got to, I better mark, mark my stuff a little bit better. So if somebody does find it and wants to be honest, get it, get it back my way right now, they'd have no idea Unless they could uh, track back pictures of Kurt to uh, right. to the mud club, and I don't think my photography was that good as to you're going to be able to identify <laughs> who that is in that uh, dry suit. So yeah, well, isn't that's a good that's good though? I mean, every dive that we go to and come from, we've got things in our mind. Hey, we need to do better at that. Isn't that a good sign though? Oh yeah, it, I'm I'm having a great time. With the diving and, and learning and refining, you know, I, I clip off my gear a little different, uh, yep. change my, a little bit of my approach, uh, just to, to, the way that you get better at doing this. And that's and through this program, hopefully everybody learns along with us. And if you've got ideas or tips or tricks or send them our way, if you've got questions, go ahead and send those too. Uh, we love researching and we've got a, a large resource and half of that's the battle. It's uh, We've got this excellent resource of experienced divers but you have to know what questions to ask uh right yeah they've been doing this so long that they they maybe tend to forget what what it is we we don't know (laughs) which is which is quite a bit actually as it as it it comes out right the more we figure out the the more we know that we don't know um you know in but as far as uh learning there's always always something and, uh, you know, right now I'm trying to educate myself about dry suits. And this past weekend, uh, um, with the lift thing, 
makes me want to get out and read and learn more about uh, recovery and that sort of thing. So uh, those are the areas that I'm going to be focusing on personally. Well, that's that'll be interesting to find out uh, what you learn about those. Uh, Mac in the chat room has said that uh, uh, the the Michigan City Harbor. He, he says one of those ships was uh, the David Downs, which was a five mast schooner which currently ends up being mostly a, a pile, a rubble pile by now. Uh, he said there's also the Marshall in about 35 feet of water. And then there's another that he can't remember the name. And then we did get an official ruling from the judge on the golf balls. You right. cannot carry the golf balls over. They have to be found in the dive. Well, yeah, but read read this. The, there may be the exceptions. You know, I think that's got something to do I might be wrong, but I think that's got something to do with the post-dive meal. Um, I'm ah. thinking the judges can be bought. Ah, I, I, we may have to test that. But so far, we've been lucky. I think uh, each one's been a dive. Did we find a golf ball this last week? I didn't. Now, didn't I didn't 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 Max say he found one but left it? Or, or am I remembering another dive? Oh gosh, we we counted it as a dive. Left we'll to it may not have been official. No wonder the, you didn't look at your computer. That's that's it. Maybe I just was af- afraid of what I might find. Maybe that's a sensor they need on there is a golf ball sensor. Or at least a counter. So I'm, I'm looking to buy one from that guy in uh, Napanee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend's dives. I am, too, and no matter where they're at. Certainly. You, you can't beat it. And we're just getting to... Uh, now, now, is this the weekend where they're doing the get-together at Gilboa? It is. You know, um, in uh, in the Midwest here, if you guys have been, haven't been listening or don't know, uh, in the Midwest, uh, a lot of the diving is in quarries, uh, some of the deeper diving and things like that. Gilboa Quarry has got uh, a meet-and-greet, and I think it's for the area's, uh, the area's uh, group called the Great Lakes Wrecking Crew. Is that right? It could be. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I apologize for not even looking that up. I just got to remembering it right now. I know that I couldn't, uh, with all the traveling I've been doing, get away for a long day like that, which is a, quite a drive from here, three, three plus hours, right, to get there and then dive and then get back. But I, I definitely love to go. And I think this was when we went last year, wasn't it? It seems to me that it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, because we started diving last year. Our first dive of the season was in April. So, boy, how things have changed! Oh yeah, how many dives are we ahead of last year? <laughs> uh, but it, it's a neat place to go. Uh, Gilboa. There's there's uh, White Star that we talked to uh, Rich. What was it? Two weeks ago um, is in northern Ohio. Um, but they're they're neat places to go. We're just not going to be able to get out there this weekend. Um, yeah, d- uh, definitely going to hit the the White Star. So that's going to be on the schedule here, and uh, we we need to hit it sometime here in May. Uh, get out and get over there. Uh, and then also, uh, Kirk is talking about some weekday dives. I've got some vacation time I need to burn up, and then putting in ridiculous time at work. So going to need to burn up some of that time. So could be some weekday dives. Trying to trying to get that dive count up. Not that dive count means anything i I love the opportunity to get down but uh you know i look at how much 
diving I've done, you know, it, it seems like the count's incrementing awful slow. Yeah, right. And, you know, it's going to only speed up now because we're going to be able to be doing uh, two dives rather than uh, getting out and shivering and, and warming up. Uh, it's going to be good. Oh, Max said he did find a ball. It was a pink one. Uh, a oh, breast that's cancer right. Awareness dive ball. Yep. Yep, it, it was. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, the internet a little bit ago and devices, and we've been getting some updates from some listeners. One, uh, Van Mo has been on vacation in Hawaii, teasing us with. Uh, tidbits of his uh, adventures there and hope he has a safe trip home but it sounds like it's a really good time there um makes me kind of wish i could get out to hawaii who 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 went out to hawaii van mo oh oh that's right yeah yeah he uh yep. he was going out for his uh, certification if i remember correctly yep and uh he he gave us some information about the dives there just sound awesome Awesome. I know he was out diving again, I think it was today. So if uh, when you hear this, uh, hope you made it back okay and everything was good. Congratulations. I'm so jealous of everybody going out there and uh, getting those uh, dives in this this warmer water. (sighs) Yep. Um, One of the members of our local dive club was down at uh, in the Keys this past week. And uh, gave us some updates. Maybe we can have him on and give us a brief rundown of the dives that he did in the coming weeks. That would be another good one. Let's 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 go ahead and uh, get into scuba joke. And I think we're going to have a new scene. Uh, not scene. What am I saying? Scene. Uh, we're going to have a new sound for the scuba for the uh, scuba joke. So uh, you know what time it is. It's that time for the bad scuba joke. It certainly is. That, that should give you enough warning to, uh, to take proper precautions as, as as we go into the joke. Install your protective devices. Install your protective devices. Uh, kiss your loved ones. Uh, you know, uh, hide your valuables. Is that, is that something that somebody should have to do? So anyway, it's Probably. that time. Yeah, it's, it's that time for the uh, this the scuba joke of the week. So so here here's the question. And and I think this is actually on a patty test, so you know listen really close because this could come in valuable. So this is for the rescue diver course, and it's the first question. It says, "You are in a dive boat, and one of the divers, an attorney, falls into sea. What do you throw him to hold on to?" I don't know. What would you throw an attorney who's fallen in? Well, I'll tell you what the correct answer, and this is this is the correct answer. It's not my opinion. The correct answer is you throw him an anvil. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, as we said, we live up to our expectations. They're bad scuba jokes. So, until next time, go out there and get wet and dive safe. An anvil. An anvil.